You have to actually click on start recording for it to start recording. <laughs> levels, levels. Levels, levels. So uh, our corporate retreat is in like 30 days. Um, do we have any plans? I uh, I kind of figured you'd just show up and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, that's what our normal plan is. <laughs> so, <laughs> as fun as that sounds... Aaron, um, <laughs> since we're getting on a plane for this and, and also the wedding, um, I thought we should plan something, you know, something, you know, nice and classy like this podcast. Do we have time to drive to Spirit Lake? Hi, toddlers. Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Brenz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. It's been a good week. Good week, huh? Yes. It's a good week. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's 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 see how we feel at the end of this. <laughs> How's your back? Hmm? How's your back? Uh I've I've had no complaints. No, okay. sorry. Oh. That's not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, that was solid. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay, so wait, where were we? Oh, you know so... what? We should get stands of this. Night, drive safe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we we had a we had some debates, right, between you and me about which title to use. Yes. On last week's show. We did. We we went back and forth and I was so, so the, the secret, the secret to this just behind the scenes, right? So Dwayne, Dwayne does the edit, sometimes listens to it, sometimes doesn't. And then <laughs> sometimes, sometimes thinks he knows what's going in. Sometimes yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Um, and then, and then he, after, cause he listens through it, decides what stays in. And he usually sends me three to four title options and then I look at them and I think, yeah, okay, um, you know, what do I think? What 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 sounds funny? What's going to get people to watch it, right, or to listen? You know, just whatever. And then right. we kind of go back and forth. And you know, usually it's you know, oh, maybe these two or whatever. And last week I was, I have to say, I the one that we picked, I I immediately read them and went, okay, I know which one's the funniest one, but I'm not sure that works as our title. But you know what? We might as well go with it. Um, and apparently, we we made the right decision. It, don't f with PBS. Apparently, nearly broke the podcast, <laughs> according to Toddler Negative Eighteen. Oh, really? <laughs> yep. Had to had to stop. Also, um. One that I didn't suggest 
but also probably could have been an alternate title. Those sons of bitches at talking to Todd. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. oh, well, now we know what we need. Now we know what's going on the bumper sticker. Um. By the way, if just... we could put that on a t- if we could put that on a tote bag, we would be in business. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure Zazzle won't let me do it. <laughs> Why it doesn't have Jagger in the name? Um, I I will say, however, uh, I I also I got some follow I got some real time follow or some some uh, you know personal follow up. Uh, Lisa's <laughs> comment was, I would absolutely pay for a t-shirt that says don't f with bbs (laughs) so uh, apparently we hit a nerve um a good nerve but we 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 hit a nerve um let's see it's by the way i also had one other piece of follow-up from lisa so so she's now giving us t-shirt advice however she also then said so about that joke you made me that I made at the end, near the end, the one that you set me up for, right? That this isn't my favorite Reg Bryce yes. story. And then yes. you paused and through video, you're staring at me because you set it up. And now it's my job just to knock that thing over the wall. <clears throat> Lisa said, what were you thinking? And I said, well, so that's the way this works, right? Like, like Dwayne sets me up and boom, and I'm, I'm supposed to hit this over the wall. And and she said, tell Dwayne, stop making my husband look bad. And I said, you mean stop making me look worse? And she said, fair point. <laughs> I can handle looking bad all on my own. I don't need to pick up your material to do it. <laughs> don't need any help from me yeah, to make right. that happen. Gotcha. Right. Yeah. So... <laughs> So I've been informed, you, you know what? Your material's your material. I, I need to stay in my lane because I, I, got, I, got, I got plenty of problems over here. Yeah, because typically that's my, that's my line. It's not my favorite joke, but it's a solid number two. Yeah. 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 But I, I jumped in. Teamwork, you know, teamwork makes yep. the dream work. And um, I, was told, <laughs> I was told that that is not the way this should go. So uh, noted. <laughs> the... Idiot toddlers almost did the slip and slide story as well. You know, I feel <laughs> like it, it feels like that story actually fits into their show better than ours. If I'm honest, <laughs> Ellen, we're, we're listening and Amy says, it, we start into the story and I look at Amy. Did you hear this story? She's like, everybody heard this story. <laughs> well, yeah, because we covered it on, on, on talking to Todd. Right. Yeah. Although I do, I do think, I, I think Doug's instinct is it was probably correct in not covering it because I think that probably would have broke Dan. I think you're right. <laughs> I think, I think that would have broke, it just would have broke Dan and the show would have just had to end. Just drum him out while he's <laughs> just, just, yeah. Uh, but at that point, then where are you going to get your five star DJ service in the Cedar Valley? Hopefully, hopefully it wouldn't have broken him too badly. No, yeah, right. Well, yeah, just for the podcast, not for the right, not yeah. not, not overall. Um, but you pretty short, pretty short week in terms of feedback. That's about all. I, that's about all I got. Uh, do you have anything else you needed to clean up? 
Oh, probably, but you know, but it's fine. You know what? If yeah. if if nobody has called me out on it by now, there's no reason for me to bring it back up. So, fair point. A <laughs> uh, quick quick nomination for idiot of the week. Yeah. Yep. As as much as we um, lauded Javi Baez for his base running, Javi of the um, Chicago Cubs, of the yep. Chicago Cubs, yes, um, and what a great base runner he is. Um, he got benched this week because he forgot how to count. I Did you see I, that? I saw some headlines that um, said that he was taken out of the game after some lack of concentration. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't really paying attention standing on first base to begin with, forgot to lead off sort of and then um at some point thought there were two outs. So, took off running on a fly ball on, you know, on contact and he's halfway between second and third when the ball is caught and it was the easiest double play in the world. And at that point, um, Rossi said, um, yeah, you're, you're done. I mean, I, I know you're a superstar and I know you're a fan favorite and everything, but no, you're, you're going to sit down for the rest of the day. And Al Cantera, which I always forget because I get him confused with Al Slappa. Yeah. Right. His, yeah. His, his full last name is Al Cantera. It's not Al, Al. Cantera. Cantera. Yeah. It's not Mr. Yeah. Cantera. Yeah. Right. That's a different guy. Yes. That's his father. Any, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Baez got the hook and and Alcantara came in for the remainder of the game. Now, so. I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to sit here. You know, we, we generally try not to make excuses for the nominees and the idiots of the week, usually because there isn't much of an excuse to be made. But you've been to a number of professional Major League Baseball games. You've you've attended them, right? You've been to plenty. Yes, I have. Right? I've I've been to plenty of been to plenty of uh, professional games, and um, you know, uh, I single A, triple A, major league games. You know, you know, Javi, Javi's Javi's attending 162 games a year. I got to be honest. In a nine inning game, which now is about four and a half to five good hours, um, I understand. I'm not being paid to keep track, but I lose track of like. <laughs> Like I paid money to sit here. I'm watching this and I'm like, I have no, like how many outs are, is this the third or the fourth inning? I don't really, this is, this is kind of boring. Um, so it's entirely possible that he got on base and the game was so boring that he's like, I'm just checked out. <laughs> it was like one, nothing at that point, And they were still in it. As it turned out, it didn't really matter because they got beat. I don't know, four to one or five to one or something, but then, um, you know who can attest to this fact? Mark Felderman. Do you remember when Mark used to run the scoreboard? The man he ran the manual scoreboard at Sec Taylor at Principal Park. Yeah, I think he he mentioned that on the show that he did that for a couple right. of years. Yep. Yeah. yeah, he did that for a couple of years. Um, and eighty-two games is a lot of baseball. It, yes. <laughs> if I don't know if you remember, and he's like, I like steak. I would not want to eat steak every night for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it was like at a certain point. I'm like, uh, it's still fun. It was great to see people. I really enjoyed it. It was a good time, but, uh, particularly those, you know, hundred, 105 degree afternoon outings. 
Yeah, I so I can I can I think Mark can commiserate with Javi about how your mind might wander. In fact, he could probably tell us a story or two about how his mind wandered and was that one run or two or you know, whatever. Anyway. That's a problem though when it's the scoreboard operator that's dozing off because the only way that everybody else in the stadium who's dozed off actually knows what's going on is to look at the scoreboard. And if you look up and it says in the fourth inning away and there's just a question mark there. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Somebody will radio down at some point. Does anybody know the score? Yeah. Don't ask Javi. That's This 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 wasn't on our list, but and 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 you know I I think Javi is a strong uh, candidate there. Uh, I uh, Lisa and I watch uh, Pardon the Interruption on ESPN uh, quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. most nights with uh, with Tony Kornheiser and uh, Michael Wilbon, and uh-huh. uh, as they as they refer to it, old man TV, um, yeah. because they 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 like things the way they used to be, and. Uh, one of the things that Wilbon just hates is advanced metrics, right? He just can't stand all of these new. Basically, if it wasn't on the back of a baseball card when he was growing up, he hates it. And some of that I get, right? Because there's they have some stories. They have some like yeah, spin rate, launch angle. There's now some you know there's a, lots of advanced metrics, and some of it's like eh, whatever. One of the stories they had a couple of weeks ago talked about. They now they now have radar guns on infield throws. So there was a story on a on a third baseman who threw to first base, and it was the fastest throw from a third baseman whose foot was still on the infield so far this year. And they had like, and he he just lost his mind. Okay, yeah, right, right. You're with me, right? Like some of this is like we don't need all that crap. Mahoney, uh, my uh, buddy Joe Mahoney, went over to like a tryout camp or something over at the University of Iowa to take pictures of some of the kids that he knew from Roosevelt that were going to. And so they're running a radar gun on these infielders, and all the infielders are doing is throwing it as hard as they possibly can. Don't worry about again, like we talked about last week. You know, don't worry about direction. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll fix we'll that. fix that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, fu- you know, yeah. Don't don't worry about that. The faster, the harder you can throw. The seriously, and he came back with the same kind of. How is this good for the game? Whatever. So the one last week, though, <clears throat> and this is the one I think that you're going to appreciate was the Yankees turned a very weird triple play that had never been turned that combination again in the history you know people watch baseball because stuff you've never seen before they turned a weird combination that had never happened in a triple play because of some well let's be honest some base running errors um so the ball's bouncing around from multiple players so so tony says they turned a like a two, one, six, two, five, three, like, right. He explained what it was. He uh-huh. just, he just read it out as you do. And Wilbon went 
off about all of these stupid numbers in baseball. And Tony's like, you know, those have been around for a long time. He's nobody cares about those. Tell the story. And I'm th- and, and Tony actually was, I kept score. And that's how you keep score, dude. Um, <laughs> so, so apparently, um, a, 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 Will, Will Bond lost his mind because if you said they turned a five, four, three double play, that's now advanced metrics. And he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to hear any of that crap. So we're, we're right on the get off my lawn. Though I will say, Amy and I were having a conversation last week about you have your traditional, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six numbers for your infield, right? Yes. But then you put on the shift. Yes. And you've got the six over six, and the six. five where the six was, or the six stays and the five goes over between yeah. the two and the. I mean, what? Wait, what? How, how do the numbers make any? The person who who was tradition at, at some point, what you have is their number in the batting order that just translates to who made the play on the field, because the positions don't make any sense anymore. The five isn't the five; they're at the six and a half point. I, I don't know what the hell it means. Oh. Anyway, yes, I was bitching about this earlier. So. If you've got a right-hand pull hitter who hits it deep and you really want to guard the line, so you do a deep shift to take away the line from him. <clears throat> do, you, do you know what position number that would be and what we would what we would call him? I do not. What would that be? Well, that's that's nine and three quarters. Right. So, hey, you're Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. I think I think we've milked that as far as that can go. Um, what else we got? <laughs> um, what's this about a business opportunity? Because because, you know, okay. We, last week we talked about last week we talked about the economics of this podcast. Yes. And how unsustainable it is. What yes. what do we got? Okay. All right. I mean, every week, I mean, I try almost every week to bring us business opportunities and then things go a little nuts, but I think this one, this has, this has some, some real, I mean, really, I hate to say this word, but for this podcast, this has got some corporate synergy because I think this is right in our wheelhouse in a number of areas. It's special. It, this is, it's special. It is so special. So, okay. This is, again, this is sports business adjacent. So okay. while we're going to talk That's sports, this is, this is going to have nothing to, I mean, this technically doesn't have much to do with sports, but, um, so every year, well, not every year, but, but, um, the NFL puts the, the host of the Super Bowl, they, they go out and they bid it and have cities bid on hosting the Super Bowl three, four, five, six years out. Right. So they're like, what, yep. you know, what can you do? Right. Okay. Yep. So they've done that for years. And recently, they have decided to do that with the NFL draft, right? So cities can now bid on hosting the draft. And that was, you know, there was, um, it's been a few places. It was supposed to be in Las Vegas last year. And then and then COVID, I think it was in Cleveland this year. So they're like, hey, you know, cities want to bid this out. So I read this week that the NFL has decided they have another event that they want cities to bid on. They are now going to take the NFL Combine out of Indianapolis and they want cities to bid on it. So here's my thought. 
Now, the story did talk about NFL teams, but the opening paragraph said cities could bid on this. I'm thinking, talking to Todd, puts in a bid for Des Moines. You know what? What the hell? Norwalk. To sponsor, we should put in a bid to host the NFL Combine. We can use the Mechanic Sports Complex. It's, you know, yeah. Well, and my first, people's first thought would be, oh, th- this will never work. So let me, let, me, let me just step you through some of my thinking here, because I, I think you're going to start seeing the synergy. First of all, the slogan is, Iowa knows Combines. I mean, come on. If anybody knows their way around a combine, yes. it, it's Iowa, right? Like, yeah, what are you going to do? Absolutely. Are you going to put the combine in LA? Come on. That's no good. Like, what are they going to do with that? They, they're not even going to be able to figure out how to park it. Okay. So it's, it's Iowa knows combines. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, tangent here. Do you know what's going on this week? <laughs> that's a Sorry. broad question. There's, that's a broad um, question. Uh, NC, what do you know? What other NCAA championship event is going on this week? Uh, no. The World Series, men's the World Series, college baseball, baseball oh, the World one, Series, the one that NCAA cares about. Okay. Yes. Yes. In Omaha. Okay. Yeah. Yes, it is. That's that was my next question. You know where it is? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know who was in the stands? Uh Lots no. of people, but yeah, one, person say, like, um, one person in particular. One person in particular. Omaha, Omaha. Oh, Peyton. Peyton Manning was in Omaha, Omaha for the College World Series this week, cheering on his Tennessee Volunteers. If there's one person who knows Omaha, it's Peyton Manning. <laughs> Sorry, that's that. That's if Iowa Iowa knows combines. Peyton Manning knows Omaha. That's where my mind went. Sorry, please you know, continue. You know when you when you uh, when you fly into Denver and you get on the uh, the train that goes between the um, between the terminals at at DIA, it makes that little it it, it has a little sound, but then it, they always have recordings of, "Hi, this is Denver Mayor Michael Hickenlooper. Welcome to Denver." And for a while, so at times they've had, "Hey y'all, it's Peyton Manning. Welcome to Denver." And they've had they have they have a number <laughs> of Broncos. I'm just thinking. Okay, so so the Omaha International Airport doesn't have like like a like a long underground multiple terminal train. So they don't need as long of a recording. So basically what they could just have is when the door opens and you come up the jetway, it just says it just has Peyton going, Omaha, Omaha, and that's it. And then you're already at baggage claim anyway, so it covered your entire walk, but at least you're clear as where you're at. Okay. All right. So <laughs> So we're going to put in a bid. <laughs> oh, sweet Lord. So we're going to put in a bid. Please. We're going to put in yes. a bid for the oh, NFL yeah. Combine, Ooh. which it turns out, by the way, the NFL Combine is different than the Combines I was talking about. I had to look that up. It's a different thing. Although I think part of the and I've got other reasons why talking to Todd is uniquely positioned to uh, to pull this off. But as long as we're on this route, I think that you just you steer into the combine combine right so um instead of like when the quarterbacks need to do their throwing drills right instead of throwing to wide receivers that are cutting out you just park combines out in the field and you you just you see if they can throw it in the grain bucket from above right like just 
Right. Right. I mean, this is literally the combine combine, right? The the targets can be round hay bales. That's not bad. That's see, there you go. I'm also thinking about what you really need at the combine is the 40 combine dash. So you you park 40 combines nose to tail. <laughs> and and then you run as fast as you can. Now, some people would say, what the hell does that have to do with anything with football? But other people would point out you have 300-pound defensive linemen running 40-yard dashes. That has nothing to do with football either, but we do it every year, so why not? The line, the linemen could race the combine. Oh, that would be so good. And must-watch TV, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so race the combine, pull the combine, Yep, race yep. the combine pull the combine you know it's this back back and forth back and right oh that'd be great see i think we're and those are all sponsorship opportunities right right like that's yes. that's all like there there's nothing but sponsorship on those okay I, I boy do i know an advertising agency that could help us out with this well i mean throw i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some ideas out first i don't know that we need to go to the pros because we've 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 got some we we have some you know the toddlers i think can really help us here but we'll keep the advertising agency as backup in case oh boy you know what thinking about that so instead you know they do the bench press right and it's like how many reps can you do on the bench press we know somebody that owns cows I mean, oh, do we? Yes, it's it's one fine. You know what? You go into the weight room and you do like thirty five reps, right? What you really want to do though is you want to see one of these guys just you know like like just do a bench press on a Holstein, right? Like how many of well, those can you do? It, well, in, instead of hit the tackling dummy, you hit the cow, and if the cow falls over, yeah, I think I think I think we're gonna have some problems with multiple groups on that one. We probably can't quote unquote hit the cow. I think that's probably flip it flip it though i like where you're going no 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 you want to flip the cow you know you you think they won't have a problem with hitting the cow but they'll have a problem they won't have a problem with flipping the cow oh offensive linemen their two jobs are run protection and pass protection so here's what we're going to do you're going to get a cow okay you're going to line up next to it on the on the run protection drill you come out of your snap and you have to drive the cow straight backwards 15 yards. However long it takes you to move that cow 15 yards backwards, that's your time. And on, and on pass protection, you stand there, and the cow comes at you, and you have to stop the cow. <laughs> we give the cow like a good five-yard running start. <laughs> get, get, your, get your hands up. Get your position and see what you can do. They are not expecting this kind of bid, by the way. <laughs> Viewership would be through the roof. Honestly, you could not look away. Yeah, I mean, people would be like, "This is." I, did you? Did you like? And every single one of those events is is made for YouTube or TikTok, right? <laughs> like, I mean, did you see what these guys did this week? Watch, oh, you got to stick around for this. Watch. Watch this guy! Now, watch this guy get trucked by a cow. This is great. He's standing let, there. Watch, boom, gone. Okay, 
So in order to make this happen, though, so there's, I mean, there's lots of opportunities here, right? In order to make sure. this happen, we're going to need to put a bid together, though, right? Because we're going to need to explain all of this. So this is where the toddlers come in, because I think we unleash the toddler army, which that's probably problematic, too. That's That sounds like something that the UN needs to be involved in. Sorry. So we're just going to have the toddlers work. So unleash the toddler <laughs> army. <laughs> yeah, we're probably not going to stick with that. So I'm thinking... Obviously, this is a little different than what the NFL is expecting. So, you know, we're probably going to need, I, I'm thinking we're going to need some some well-written prose to explain this to them, right? Sort of fantasy, you know, like imagine a world in which, right? Whatever. So, so I think, I think, uh, I think toddler number 18, we can probably, we probably get some, some really good, like, you know, that set up. Um, I'm thinking that our roving reporter for all of these events is um, is our intrepid um, uh, man about Iowa, right? I just have Mark, Mark Felderman just, I'm standing here. I don't understand. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> just happened, right? Um, I, I think I think that would be great. And we could, you know, we could send Mark to, to, to describe to the NFL, the places we're thinking about hand, having this, right. And the good news is if we do this kind of thing. We don't need to be inside in a dome, right. In April, like this can just take place outdoors, right. The way you, you play football out. Well, some people play football outdoors. You play football outdoors. We let's just, you know, we can have this outdoors. And then I'm thinking one thing that we need is we're going to, we're going to really want to market this thing though. Right. So so I'm thinking that uh, that we have Greg design the hats. <laughs> you know, every <laughs> got me in mid swallow. <laughs> yeah, I drew that out. I drew that out a little bit because you were getting ready to drink. So I just I I elongated that a little bit. <laughs> just <laughs> because because it's because it's a talking to Todd joint, right? Which is what this is going to be. It's the, it's the NFL Combine, uh, NFL Combine Norwalk style a talking to Todd joint. Um, the logo on the hat is going to be, it's going to be a, it's going to be kind of a square with uh, NFL and then um, CMBN, right? Cause that's, that's, that's what we do here. Right. So that's, that's combine um, or any you know, number of things. Um, I think that this is, I mean, I don't know how this could fail to be completely honest. Now that I talk about this with you, I don't know how this can fail. I don't know how much money we have to put up to host this. I'm hoping it's not more than $22. Um, we're going to, we're going to probably need to, we're going to, we're going to need to talk to, we're going to need to talk to a man about some cows. And, um, anyway, anyway, there's, there's my, anyway, what, what else are you thinking here? <laughs> Hold on. I got to go see a man about a cow. Oh, we're going to need a lot of cows. Yep. Yep. Oh my God. Oh, all right. Um, anyway, you know what? We'll keep working on that. See where we end up. All right. What else we got this week? <laughs> You're afraid to even ask at this point. Aren't I you? am. Oh Lord. New merch. Oh yes. Okay. So this one, this one isn't this one. I'm, I don't know if you've, again, I don't know if you've heard this or not. Um, the, the final trailer for season two. Well, I think it's the final trailer, a trailer for season two of Ted Lasso dropped this week. And I, I saw that I haven't watched it yet, but I saw a headline. Here's what I'm going to say. I, I'm just. There's no state secrets in Ted Lasso, right? Like it's it's not like it's not like the ending to the sixth sense. What I am going to tell you is 
I love the trailer and I'm like, yes, Ted is back. And yet, if you watch the trailer, you can see where the season's going. Now, realistically, knowing the show, you probably know where the season's going anyway. So, um, but this is one of the few trailers that needed hashtag spoiler alert at the beginning of the trailer. But anyway, but there were headlines about that. Well, maybe I just won't watch the trailer now that you've told me this. Maybe I will not watch it. Just write it out. Um, the thing that didn't get as much headlines, though, is the official Ted Lasso merchandise store is now open. If you live, if you live in the United States, can I buy biscuits? Um, <laughs> no, but you can buy a T-shirt about biscuits, which it's. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm promoting this because we're we're not. I mean, this is this is in competition with our award winning merch, and this crap isn't even award winning yet. So I don't, I don't even know, but you know, your, your mileage may vary. It's at uh, wbshop.com because it's on the Warner Brothers site because the Apple TV shows on the Warner Brothers, whatever, fine. <laughs> you wonder why it took this long. Where are we going to sell it? Oh man. Um, there, there is, there's a uh, AFC Richmond merch. Um, there is a number of, uh, there's a number of things about being a goldfish. Um, there's a number of mugs. Dwayne, I think you're not allowed to buy any more mugs. Oh, and yes, there is, um, there is the, uh, biscuits with the boss, um, merchandise as well. And if I'm honest, a couple of mugs that when I first looked at it, I wondered why, why do they have a Simpsons character on it? But apparently that's supposed to be Ted. So anyway, if you're looking for your Ted Lasso merch, um, you can get it at wbshop.com. There was there was a rumor, so they do have they actually have a jersey. You can get an AFC Richmond jersey. I did hear from the showrunner. I didn't personally. It was on Twitter, so I, I make this sound like a big deal. Well, when I was talking with Bill Lawrence, I said, "Bill, when's that jersey coming?" And he said, "Todd." Anyway, on Twitter. Bill said that there would be additional merchandise in September, including, I believe, an officially licensed Premier League AFC Richmond jersey. So so there's one on here now that you can buy that is, you can get it personalized even, but there may be a, a Premier League, like, nicer jersey coming in September. The one that's on there now? Yep. The lasso jersey. Do you see what its number is? Double zero. It's double zero. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure why that's funny, but I'm pretty sure it is. Interestingly enough, the other piece of merch that I was expecting to be on here, and I don't know, and who knows, maybe this will come out in September as well. So see the smells like potential mug. Yes. <laughs> oh, these are great. So, July 23rd, Ted Lasso returns. I we're plugging this like we're getting paid for it. We're not. Anyway, um oh, what a great show. If you have not watched Ted Lasso, where you been, folks? Speaking of, what are you watching this week? Are you, have you watched Ted Lasso again to, just to prepare? You know, this not, is coming up. Not yet, but after after watching the trailer, I was sitting here thinking, I mean, it's only eight episodes. I could watch it again. It's, God, it's good. 
Oh, speaking of which, by the way, did you see um, they also won a Peabody this uh, this week? No, really? Oh, yeah. really? Good. Yeah. Nice. And online, um, because everything's virtual, um, the Peabody was, uh, it's all on video. The Peabody was given to them by Will Farrell, who uh, ostensibly was in his backyard, um, talking about how good the show is and how good it made us feel. And this was the show that we needed at the time that we needed it. And then hilarity ensues. And and then they go to Jason Sudeikis. And what I will say is either Jason's getting more comfortable winning awards or the Peabody award means a heck of a lot more to him than the golden globes did because (laughs) the acceptance speech for the Peabody was a little more on point (laughs) and his, than the than the sweatshirt and the wow cool thanks uh acceptance speech for the golden globes so uh if you if you want to catch a little bit of that that's i mean it's a three or four minute video probably out there on youtube but yes um p that's award winning um yes now now it has a as a peabody so um you know good for them all right nice all right what we're watching um we finished watching um we 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 started and finished fairly quickly. Uh, we watched season two of For All Mankind, so we did we did get that that wrapped up. I think we talked about that. I think I had two episodes left last week, and I think you made a comment about well, hold on or something. <laughs> um, yep. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good for the first what is there ten episodes nine ep- uh, We we talked about how there we I want more space in my space show. Um, yes, they saved they saved the space for for later. Yeah. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah, the space budget was already was was already um, was already uh, spoken for near the end of the near the end of these of the season. So yeah, it was it was almost all space all the time at the end. It was great. Yeah, yeah. So that was um, yeah. And actually, we both said, "Boy, uh, it's it's a." Uh, it's a tension. Those last couple of episodes are absolutely tension filled in the best way possible. So, um, I literally held my tongue through the entire season. And in the second to last episode, I finally had to sit and just hit pause, turn to Lisa and basically just said, that's not the way this would happen. And she's like, you've made it this far. Just keep going with it. I'm like, okay. And I just had to get it out of my system and then hit play and and then we moved on. Um, that seems to happen to me once a season with like <laughs> they they try to stick to they the science they have, they try to be really, really good at, um, including a massive plot point at the end of season two. Um, I read some articles and they talked to people and said that the that plot point that seems far fetched they talked to people and said that could absolutely happen, which then makes the things that they get rid of to make the plot move forward. All that more infuriating, right? They're they're like, we got the tiles on the space shuttle. Exactly. Perfect. We used, we used a 3d scan of an actual space shuttle to model our CGI. Exactly. All the tiles are exactly in place. However, um, the, the space shuttle is now painted blue for reasons that aren't important. You're like, no, wait, no, that, 
that's don't do that anyway. So um, <laughs> once again, just be glad that you're you're not Lisa watching space shows with me because <laughs> bless her heart. I mean, she just has to put up with so much. Uh, the the other one that we started watching, and we just we watched the first episode last night. And Lisa said, hey, you're going to have something to talk about tomorrow on the podcast. And I said, yes, yes, we are. It's one of the reasons why I picked this. Did you ever watch uh, when when it was when it was the big, big hit? Did you ever watch Top Gear, the BBC's version of Top Gear with Jeremy Clarkson, uh, Richard Hammond and and James May? Bit not religiously, you know, bits and pieces familiar with it, but not enough to speak to it. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah. we we watched it a lot. Lindsay and I would watch it together. I mean, there is some stuff in some of their earlier stuff that is some of the funniest things I've ever seen on TV. Like just like crying, laughing. It is that funny. However, Jeremy Clarkson got fired from the BBC for bad behavior. Actually, repeated repeated bad behavior. Um, the final one was was allegedly punching a member of the production crew because the craft table wasn't set up the way he wanted it. Um, when when that happened, uh, the other two guys quit the show, and they went to Amazon and said, "We're gonna do we're gonna do we're gonna do the show, but not the show, but as much of the show as we legally are allowed to do." And they created the Grand Tour, reportedly. They got paid $250 million to do two or three seasons of the Grand Tour, which also covered production costs. They go around the world, and it was a car show. And what we found out, I think we even talked about this on this at one point, um, the BBC was holding them back in the best way possible because when they didn't have the BBC, um, the show became significantly more problematic, and um, at least to me. The the jokes got worse and more cringeworthy, and I tired of it. Which is weird because I'd watched I'd watched I'd watched seasons and seasons and seasons. Anyway, I've watched some of James May stuff that's on Amazon. He has a separate show, Cooking with James May. We talked about that. Very entertaining. Yeah. Yep. Watched a little bit with Richard Hammond. Whatever. Then I hear that that Jeremy Clarkson has a new show on Amazon, and I said, "No way am I watching this thing," because Jeremy is he has his character that he has built up on TV and also as a columnist for a newspaper and in general public, he is, he comes off as a fairly like, again, he got fired from the BBC for punching a staff member. And that wasn't the first problem like that. And I was like, I don't want to watch any of this crap. And then the reviews came in and people were like, it's actually pretty good. And it's not, it's not that version of Jeremy. So we decided to watch it and it's called Clarkson's farm. And so he has a thousand acre farm in England. He's owned it since 2008 and he's paid a guy to run the farm. The synopsis of this show is in 2019, the guy who was running the farm retired. So Jeremy said, how hard could this farming thing be? Oh my God. I'll run a thousand acre farm by myself, not knowing anything about farming, nor owning any farm equipment. Now, again, this is all like, even Lisa was like, where did all the farm equipment go that the guy was running the farm with? I'm like, you know what? 
look, if I, if I can, if I can hold my tongue for all mankind, we're just going to let this go. Right. Like that's, that's the premise. Sure. I'm, I'm yep. Like you by the premise, by the bit, right. (laughs) uh, Okay. okay. I mean, how Um, bad can it be? Wait till we get to what I'm watching. Go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so we watched the first episode and Lisa had a number of questions for me um, because ostensibly I grew up around, I I grew up farm adjacent. (laughs) I literally know nothing about farms, but I know I I grew up farm adjacent and, you know, with my dad selling farm equipment and farm implement and working all of that, like I've been exposed to it. And she's like, that doesn't look right. And I'm like, that is totally not right. And she's, and then early on in the episode, Jeremy starts figuring out how all the different ways that you can be mangled and die on a farm um, and all of the farm equipment. And he's like, who would, who in their worst nightmare, who would dream this up? (laughs) Anyway, what I would say is um, it's on Amazon. It's Clarkson's farm. It is, it's like a, it's got like a nine rating on IMDB. Like it's highly rated. And the interesting thing is, and while I don't love Clarkson, he is he's a brilliant comedic writer. And what he's done in this show is he is not in Top Gear, he was always the head guy. He could cut everybody off. He was the authority, whatever. In this show, he's the neophyte. He knows nothing. And he is surrounded by people that know farming and tell him what an idiot he is at every possible moment, because he is. including and i don't think i'm going to spoil this he needs some help so he gets a 21 year old kid who to come in and the 21 year old kid incessantly mocks him for how terrible of a job he's doing so i would recommend it um if you know anything about farming you're probably going to really enjoy it again guy doesn't know anything about farming decides to take on a thousand acre farm on his own hilarity ensues um, and it's not Jeremy Clarkson being that Jeremy Clarkson. From what I understand, he figured out he needs to be the butt of the joke and he is the butt of every joke in this show. So anyway, I'm going to have to introduce Amy's father to this. I'm sure he would get a huge kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, it helps if you know who this guy is, right? Because he's traveled the world doing all these car shows and he's this, you know, all of blah, blah, blah. I mean, but on the other hand, you're just like, oh, this isn't going to go well. Let me put it this way. Be- because because he owns a car, because he owns it, he, he he needs to buy a tractor. He's buying a tractor based off of the way he would buy a car, not the way you'd buy a tractor. I'm just going to throw this out. Did you know Lamborghini makes a tractor? Really? Yes. Do they make a good tractor? Undetermined at this point. <laughs> All right, so what are you watching? Um, just type this in there. You got a teenage niece staying with you? A tween? 12-year-old? <laughs> iCarly is back. Something I never thought we would utter on this podcast. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, you know what? You know what? I've watched some stuff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's iCarly was a show that was on in, I mean, the timing, I mean, when Lucas was little, I mean, it was a Nickelodeon show that Lucas watched. So 
it was on in our house. So I knew the characters and, you know, Carly and Sam and the older brother and all of this kind of stuff. It was It was something that was on when Lucas was little, right? So the first three episodes dropped this week on Paramount Plus and... I couldn't sleep. They're about 22 minutes long. Sure. Why not? Um, it's an hour of my life when I couldn't sleep. Whatever. It's iCarly. iCarly's back. You ask what I'm watching. That's what I'm watching. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. that i i did not see that coming i i did not ed ed did you see that i did not see that coming uh, it, you know what i'm just gonna okay yep yep gonna leave it gonna leave it alone gonna leave it alone i'm gonna walk away from that one so since that went so well <laughs> what i learned this week I Carly's back, baby. Oh, sorry. No, I done it. Um, I this didn't have anything to do with anything else. Um, I did a I did a Todd talk at Amy's office, a lunch and learn um, on tips and tricks for Zoom meetings over lunch today at Amy's office, and somehow the conversation came around to I don't remember things that are in the news or things that are going on this week and I said something about oh yeah and Brittany's in court Shannon from Amy's office looks at me why do you know that I don't know why I know that I certainly don't know why you know that a very similar reaction Um, I knew that Britney Spears was in court to have her conservatorship ended um and i knew iCarly was dropping this week i, I was no i was gonna say i'm 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 just hoping when when you said oh britney's in court somebody somebody then says how do you know that and then you said oh that was on the nickelodeon news break between the new episodes of iCarly <laughs> at which point amy just picks up her bag and just walks out of the office just Never coming back. Can't face these people again. <laughs> that was a good run. Oh. Never brought him to the office. <laughs> so anyway, so so this week, the thing that I learned this week, though, when we moved in along the side of our house, uh, along the side of the front walk, there are these daylilies that Amy has never liked. And she has wanted to get rid of them and wanted to get rid of them. Well, with the heavy rain that we got finally this week, it was soft. She's like, you know what? We're ripping those out. And that's the royal we. We're ripping those out for the record. Um, I think you know how landscaping works. So we're ripping them out means me pulling them out. And uh, mom and dad were down. So mom took half of them because she had a place in the corner of her yard that she needed some filler flowers. And then the other half of them we put in bags and I set out on the curb, took a picture of them, 
posted them on the Weathersfield page. If anybody needs free daylilies, they're on the curb from now until whenever the garbage man comes on Tuesday, first come, first serve. What I learned is that nobody wants my crappy Hubble daylilies. And you know why that is? Because every other house on the block has crappy Hubble daylilies. <laughs> As I'm going for a walk, I'm like, oh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that house doesn't have them. Must not be a Hubble house. And they don't want them. Okay, yeah, that makes perfect sense. So they you're, ended up headed to yeah. You're you're right. You're you're right on track for in what another six weeks doing the same thing. The lilies is kind of is kind of like, hey, who needs some zucchinis out of my garden? We all have zucchinis in the garden. Please, we, nobody nobody needs the zucchinis. Hey, who wants my lilies? We all have more lilies than we need, dude. <laughs> yeah. How about you? So. We're we're continuing doing as you pointed out. We're continuing to do landscaping in the uh, in the backyard, um, and uh, because our backyard can, consists mostly of uh, dirt that you can't dig through, covered by rock, as is well established at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> and ironically, the way that this has happened is we had dirt covered by rock. Then we paid somebody to take the rock away. And then we did some work, and now I have to pay somebody to bring rock back, <laughs> which may not be the most efficient way of doing this. Now, <laughs> you couldn't have just had them grind it up and pile it there, kind of. Never mind. Well, I mean, had I thought about it, maybe. On the other hand, I would have had, a, I would have needed a place to store the rock for nearly ten months, so um, that would have been a problem. Anyway, so so I paid to have rock removed. Now I have paid to have rock delivered. And you, I, I originally went, because we don't have that much that has to go back down, just some, some narrow areas near the house and near the fence, some nice stuff. And so I went and started off by going to, uh, going to Lowe's and buying some bags of rock and, um, and then dumping out the rock and then going, that's a lot less than I thought that would cover. <laughs> Wow, for as heavy as that bag is, that that covered almost nothing. And then you start doing the, you know, you're you're paying five five pounds a bag, and you then start figuring out, is oh, that covered this? Is covered this? Oh, good lord, this will be the most expensive portion of the entire outdoors. It's just buying rocks five a five dollar bag at a time. So we decided to buy bulk rock, and uh, so we went to a place, and and they had. Here's how many square foot if you if you put the rock two inches deep, here's how many square foot feet that that would cover per ton. And so I'm I got the tape measure out and I'm doing the math and carrying the six and this is the times pi and all of that stuff. And I think, okay, what I don't want to do, what's really important like the problem is what's really important to me is I don't want to buy too much rock because otherwise then I'm gonna have to get somebody to remove that rock for me, right? I figure it looks like a a ton of rock will cover like 140 square feet at a two inch depth. Like, okay. So we, we paid the people. And by the way, a ton of rock bulk cost less than the 12 bags of rock that I bought from Lowe's. Um, 
Yeah. Bulk rock oh, no. is bulk. How much? Let me ask you this. I mean, this is again, it's it's not like fill rock. It's it's you know, it's decorative rock, but it's not like marble chips or anything. It's just, you know, it's it's rock. How much do you think a ton of rock would cost? Phil Rock. That's P H I L. I, I yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. He works with uh, he works with Al Slappa down at the yes. CPA place. Uh, he's a good guy. A little hard to get to know at times. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of dense. Phil Rock. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Fifty bucks for a ton? Yeah, I thirty-five bucks. Really, thirty-five bucks for a ton of rock. Now I did have to pay plus, delivery plus delivery plus delivery, which wasn't bad. I mean, I could have put it in the back of the truck, but the truck can't hold a ton of rock. It it would have been multiple trips and whatever. Um, it's like it's like well, thirty-five pounds a ton, fifty-dollar delivery charge. So anyway, it's not bad. Okay. Actually, I'm yeah. still I'm yeah. still less money than what I paid at Lowe's. Anyway, I chose poorly. Anyway, moving on. So the little dump truck shows up because it only needs a ton, backs up, dumps it in our in our in our driveway. And Lisa and I are looking and she's like, How much did you order? It's supposed to be a ton of rock. She goes, That doesn't look like a ton of rock. Yeah, it's I was let me put it this way. I was concerned that when they dumped it, because they said they couldn't put it in the street because the city, although every other house around here has sand and crap in the street. Anyway, they had to put it in the driveway. I, at one point, was concerned maybe we should take one of the cars out of the driveway because when they put a ton of rock in there, maybe we won't be able to get the cars out. At this point, um, when they dumped it in there, um, all the cars would have been fine and we could have parked more on the driveway. It's not that big of a pile. (laughs) But it's all you need. Well, I hope because otherwise oh. I got to pay for another delivery. In theory, it's all I need. But then we start, then we start looking at this thing though. And we go, that's a really small pile. Is that going to be enough? And I'm like, oh crap. I hope I didn't do my math wrong. Right. <laughs> like, so, um, so I've been working on this and, and the goal was uh, the most efficient way to move this from the front yard to the backyard through the gate and around the RV, et cetera, is to have a wheelbarrow. I don't own a wheelbarrow, nor do I want to own a wheelbarrow because I don't really foresee me needing projects down the road. I should not, I should not be doing projects that need me to own a wheelbarrow. Maybe you can lease a wheelbarrow. Oh, 36 easy payments. This thing will be mine. (laughs) So we checked around at the rental stores and yeah, you can rent a wheelbarrow, but um, at some point you need, you, you need enough time to make this work. And it's, it's been over 110 so I've I've just left this pile of rock there because I'm I'm not moving rock in, in 110 degrees. So eventually the weather breaks and I start moving some rock, but all I have is the five gallon Home Depot bucket. So I'm going out to the front, scoop, 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 carry the bucket to the back, dump it out. Oh, that's surprisingly small amount of rock. <laughs> Keep doing that. Over and over again, thinking, you know, if I only had a cart with like a wheel on it and a couple of things, like I can leverage somehow. This would be anyway. Uh, I'm I'm now I'm now slowly moving my pile of rock uh, from the front yard to the backyard, um, and uh, this is probably going to take three weeks. But at some point, I am I am going to have moved officially a a ton of rock in the least efficient way possible. Two buckets, fill two buckets, carry two buckets, empty two buckets, fill two buckets, carry two buckets, empty two buckets. 
Phil, uh, Phil, two buckets. Isn't that wasn't that uh, wasn't that Rusley's uh, nickname on uh, on our show on our on our high school? Never mind. That's that's terrible. It's old Phil, two buckets. Anyway, landscaping continues. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd on Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify or even Podbean, wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking and the number two, no G, no space. Check us out. Check out our page on Facebook. Check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can tweet at us at talking to Todd or leave us a voicemail at one at uh, five one five also CPA. That's five one five two five seven six two seven two. You can stop by and visit us at the Tuba City Home Office or at the uh, Talking to Todd uh, Prince Johnson retreat coming up later this summer. Hey, I just had a thought for the retreat. Another business opportunity. Talking to Todd Con. They give us money. We don't give them anything. It's a talking to Todd con. Oh, I see. I went to an actual Todd. I went to a to a talking to Todd con idea, which is we rent a place and you and me are sitting at separate folding tables <laughs> with Sharpies. And then we get on stage and we answer questions about upcoming episodes. <laughs> Well, well, everybody is dressed as their favorite meme or favorite theme or favorite character out of the Talking to Todd uh, cinematic universe. You, we got some lizards, right? I hope somebody comes dressed as a ninja cow. That would be awesome. We got a ninja cow. We got a truck. We got an RV. I mean, the whole thing is just, you know, the, the whole thing would be awesome. We want to not schedule that, though, during the Combine Combine. Um, because we're going to be busy, but you know, let's, as long as those are separate. <laughs> Thanks to our listeners. Send your feedback. If you got feedback for us, send it to feedback at talking to Todd.com. Todd. According to the Home Depot website, the maximum recommended lifting weight for a five gallon Home Depot bucket is 84 pounds. Now, what I'm going to say is, they can recommend I, I can lift 84 pounds. I don't know that I want to be doing that. <laughs> so, and I also have to say, I, I, I don't know. Given given the these buckets seem to be me, being made of flimsier and flimsier plastic, I can just imagine putting 84 pounds of rock in it, re- bending down, grabbing the handle, pulling as hard as you can. The handle comes loose. Fist right into the forehead. Down he goes. Somebody walking past goes, moron should have gotten a wheelbarrow. If you've got a wheelbarrow you want to loan Todd, please let us know. We'll give you more updates next week right here on Talking to Todd.